ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, amphibians, reptiles. Um, Val, help me out. Um, marsupials, felines, felines, <laughs> canines, marsupials, um, whales or mammals, crustaceans. Oh, crustaceans! I like that. Shellfish and uh, and and any anybody else with uh with a pulse on this planet or or other planets. This is your professionals and animal lovers show, and I am your nonprofit sector connector. My favorite advocate, my favorite animal advocate in the whole world is here with me. That's my friend and mentor in many things, animal advocacy, Valerie Heffron. And Ron, our new friend is here. And Ron, I'm gonna try to say your name because I didn't ask you to help me out. I'm gonna try to pronounce it correctly. Ron. I got Perfect. it right. Right. <laughs> That's not the name I'm talking about, everybody. It's out of a sea out of a Ron out of a is here. How'd I do? Attivissimo. Almost. Tell me. Attivissimo. Attivissimo. Hey! You think with a name like Demisa, I would know a little bit. <laughs> but half Irish, whole nother story for everybody. But look, this is the professionals and animal lovers show. Valerie and I have been doing this now, the show since September of uh, 2021. We're having a hell of a time and I think we're yeah. making a hell of an impact or at least at the, we're scratching the surface about making impact. And every week we're going to bring to you another leader in the animal advocacy world. We're going to do three things together. We're going to learn. We're going to help our guests educate you. The guests are going to educate you, but we're, we know a couple of things too. So we're going to educate you as well. And we're going to advocate. And I, I say this, you know, like about advocating. And I said a couple months back, a couple weeks ago, I was like, Val, I'm not really, you know, an advocate. I'm sort of an advocate in training. More to come on all that because I'm, I'm, I'm learning more and more about all this work. We're doing call nights against, you know, uh, on behalf of anti-puppy mills. With that word anti in there, it's like, I didn't want to say puppy mill because then I was like, we're not supporting puppy mills. So I got all confused for a second, but we're, we're working here in New York State to uh, to kind of shine a light on uh, the legislation that is is right now um, in process, which we're gonna we'll talk about that. Actually, in a second, I'll I'll let Valerie talk about that. But we're building a community here because we believe that those who support, care for, and are um, let me just say it, who love animals, are very connected to each other the people that is are connected to each other because they share the same values they share the same compassion and they they want to uh help each other out and that's what we're doing here together we're learning and i say advocating and educating and we believe that this type of community is going to improve the lives of each other and and it's really a community where everyone wins especially the animals especially the animals so let's just jump right into val i know you had some stuff you want to talk about we're doing another call night talk about before we even run into kind of in depth about what ron's doing here with uh with his organization bobby and the strays val give us a couple updates i know you have some stuff sure uh okay so first of all um thank you ron for joining us and representing bobby and the strays we can't wait to delve into all the programs and success stories and talking about what you specifically do also. Um, As far as the call night goes, so I cannot emphasize this enough. Um, Those of you who live in the state of New York, this bill is the anti-puppy mill bill, which also includes kittens and rabbit mills as well, has a real chance of passing this year. We've been fighting for this for years. Each year it makes like a baby step forward. And right now there's uh, 72 sponsors that I'm aware of uh, in the assembly and 76 represents majority. Um, We have about four and a half weeks left uh, till session ends. We did one call night where we had five targeted assembly people that we reached out to and we're gonna do another one. So May 16th, I've spoken to multiple leaders in the advocacy space. I've spoken to multiple organizations. They all said the same thing. The phone calls are working. So we really have to have a concentrated push and everyone who's out there, please, please, please participate in this. May 16th, it's a Monday night, 7 p.m. The whole thing takes 20 to 30 minutes um, and we're gonna do it on a Zoom. There'll be that sense of community. You know, It's kind of like a virtual rally, if you will. And you really can make a difference. Your voice truly matters. I want to say one last thing. One of the things that these uh, 
pet store lobbyists, uh, aka the enemy of this bill, <laughs> one of the things that they try to tell people, especially the legislators who have a say, is that there's only a handful of people, of radical people, who are, uh, you know, the squeaky wheels in this situation. Look, we know that's not true, but we have to show them it's not true. Okay, it's not enough to just say I'm an animal lover and and I hope this bill passes. Well, hope, sorry, is not enough. Okay, because you have the ability to make a difference and take action. So and they say if, if if ifs and buts yeah. were chips and nuts, then every day would be Christmas. So we yeah. don't have time for hope and ifs and buts. You got to get out there. You got to do the work. You got to advocate. Right. You got to make the phone calls. And right. it was fun. It was fun getting together with these folks. I didn't meet. You, you, I, you well, know these people. I, I had just met them that night on the Zoom, you know? And it's a great way to meet more like-minded people. Look, this bill has already passed in 400 other uh, smaller municipalities on a national level. It's passed already in five or six states. So clearly it's not just a handful of radical people who care about this issue. And as my friend Billy says, you know, you don't you don't get drunk and then get in your car and hope that you make it home okay. You know, so let's get rid of that. Hope this bill passes and let's help it pass. Let's make it pass together. Thank you. <laughs> let's make a shout out to uh you should never get in a car if you've been drinking. So let's just, let's uh, since we're since we're on this show advocating for for all sort of species, why not human <laughs> beings? Don't drink and drive. That's Look, it. Especially in a world of, of, of I, I, should I give a shout out to Uber? Yeah, Uber, if you want to sponsor the show, let us know. But that's, that's the thing, you know, that's the idea is like, let's be safe. Let's do smart things. Val, why don't you introduce us to, to Ron? I mean, how do we, okay. I, I don't even know how we really got connected to Ron. I am so excited. Well, actually, uh, Ron and uh, uh, a contact from Bobby Industries was referred to us by a prior guest, Stacey Fishman who authored some, uh, you know, humane education children's books. And one of the things that really caught my attention when I was looking into Bobby Industries, first of all, I've heard about them a million times. I used to live in Baldwin. They're like one town over in Freeport, New York. And they not only, of course, have rescue and volunteer and foster programs, but they also offer humane education through reading to animals as well as an anti-bullying program that we're going to talk about where they go into schools with animals and they're teaching compassion. And one of my favorite things, because I don't know anyone else who does it, I'm sure other rescues do do it, but they have a memorial page which honors people that have been involved with, you know, their, their organization as well as animals. And I just think it's a wonderful tribute to those people who have uh, you know, invested their time and selflessness. Uh, and when they pass away, you know, they're, they're honored and remembered. I love that. I want to hear, we got to definitely run. We got to get into this thing about anti-bullying because we'll get into yes. that in this conversation because in, in, in a couple of weeks on my, uh, my show philanthropy and focus, which I also do here on talkradio.nyc, I'm having uh, Joe Salamone from the Long Island uh, Anti-Bullying Association. And I think I just messed up the name of the association, but I'll get that back to you all. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just talking, I, I want to know if that's bullying of animals or whatnot, but I'm sure we'll get into it. And let me try something one more time. Hmm. Atavissimo. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good to go, kid. All right. So this organization, really, I, you're going to tell us who Bobby Giordano is, you know, it says here that she was called to get involved in rescue at an early age. Her first animal intervention was at age nine, age nine. In 1998, she established Bobby in the Strays as a 100% nonprofit, no kill animal rescue. Why, Ron, do I feel like going shuba, shooby doo, shuba, shooby? Like, I feel like that's Bobby in the Strays or something. Like, is that where, tell me, tell me a little bit about that's Ron. actually the five satins. But I know tell what you me mean. Why, tell me why the heck I'm singing. No, don't tell me why I'm singing, Ron. <laughs> tell, us okay, about, so tell us about the organization. When um, when Bobby got started back in 1998, um, she had a small area in a pet shop in Ozone Park uh, where she had done adoptions and rescues. And from that point, uh, she moved over to JFK. And there's uh, the vet uh, the vet port there. And oh, yeah. Yeah, I know the vet board. I'm familiar. I used to I used to cover that area. I worked with ADP. I used to cover 11430, which is the airport. 
Right. So she was there a while. And from there, she went to Atlas Park, uh, where we currently are in Glendale. Uh, different location uh, back then in Atlas, but now we've moved to another location in Atlas. And that's where we have been since. And uh, over the years, Ryder, Ryder uh, Place in Freeport uh, came available and she set up the much larger shelter there. Uh, we at, in Glendale have room for about 12 dogs, small size dogs and, and cats, 12 cats. Uh, the Freeport shelter handles all the large dogs, uh, similar to what you saw on the site before, as well as cats and smaller dogs. But they have room for 80 plus dogs and cats there. Uh, wow. so it's quite it's quite an area. It's quite a shelter. Uh, it's, you know, again, both our shelters are 365 days a year. We never close. Uh, I mean, we were open uh, not to the public, but open all during the pandemic. I've worked the entire pandemic summer here. Uh, so uh, we had um, a, a, just a few on staff, basically just three of us. But of course, the dogs and the cats, you know, don't know about the pandemic uh, and they had to be uh, taken care of. So we were there doing that, you know, every day uh, during the height of that, uh, that, that horrible situation and uh, still doing it. Uh, and all our adoptions during that time were all done online. And it continued that way for most of the uh, uh, most of the uh, time that uh, uh, the virus was around. So let me ask you a question. Um, you know, one of the things that I've been seeing a lot of, and I'm sure you guys have seen it too, and it comes up on the news, uh, a lot of shelters and um, organizations are reporting uh, significant surrenders of COVID animals um, people who adopted because they were going to be home, but now they're not. Are you, are you uh, experiencing that same problem? We, we definitely thought about the business with children being home and doing online work at school and parents doing their online work at, uh, at home and then school reopening and offices reopening. And then what is going to happen to the dog that we just adopted? Uh, mm -hmm. Who's going to walk the dog and take care of the dog? But luckily, luckily, we really haven't had any givebacks on that. Anyone who oh, has adopted sorry. has, you know, kept the dog, kept the cat, and any givebacks that we take or any returns that we do have are for totally other reasons than the COVID reasons. That's so great. great. That's really great. Yeah. And I think that um, has a lot. It has a lot to do with when the adoption takes place and when we do the home visit whether it be virtual or in person, all of that is laid out. And the person who does the home visit, you know, tells, you know, the people who are adopting point blank, you know, this is a huge responsibility. This is another member of your family. This is not, you know, rent a cat, rent a dog. And when I'm through, I'm going to bring it back. That's not the case, you know, whatsoever. So the uh, personal part of the adoption when someone actually goes to the home and sees the home. And there have been times when we have rejected uh, the, the person who wanted before because of something that we see in the home. It could be uh, other animals or other dogs, other cats, small children, depending on what went on. Uh, but it's a very uh, specific uh, adoption process, you know, before we right. let any animal out of the shelter into a home. What responsibility right. I, that is? Uh, sorry, Val. We're, we're going to go to a quick break in a second, but I just want to make a quick comment. Like, what a responsibility that is that, you know, and I, I just have to... In, at times like this, I always feel like I have to say hello to Regina Mendoza, because uh, having gone through conversations about potentially adopting one of the animals that she has out there in uh, in that Flushing Fresh Meadows area, Camp Happy Tales NYC, you know, I, I just, again, Queens is my favorite part of, actually, probably my favorite part of the world, actually, Ron, so shout out to Queens, shout out to the Queens Chamber, um, I think there's 152 different languages spoken in Queens, if it was a city, it'd be the most diverse city on the planet, just, you know, a little Queens knowledge for you, let's go Mets, by the way, the Mets look great, uh, so whoop, whoop, let's go Mets, so, um, so all that Queens stuff on the side, it's like, that responsibility and that care that an organization like yours takes is is nobody's going to assure 100 percent anything right but you know you're doing your best to to make sure that that these animals are going to be cared for nothing's 100 percent, as i said but that's a big deal versus you go to a pet shop that sells dogs and they go you got an amex card and now you got a dog so that's a little different than than what organizations like yours do we do have to go to a break val before we go to a break who, who's that on your lap there? 
please. This is Phoebe. She almost booted me off the show by accident. <laughs> Phoebe, <laughs> Phoebe, you're beautiful. You got beautiful eyes, but we're doing a show, so don't break the computer. <laughs> I'm out of breath. Ron, we'll be right back. Val, we'll be Thanks. back. This is the Professionals and Animal Lovers show. Right back. Right on. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. So this is Pals, the Professionals and I Love Show. I'm still sharing my page if you're watching on Facebook. And I just can't even, like, I tried during the break not to say this, but I'm going to say it. You know, I see this little cat up here next to McGee, right above Eva on the thing. And I got to say, we got clearance from Clarence, so everything's fine. Clarence is one of these little cats right there. Val, I can't help myself sometimes. I'm just a silly little boy in a man's body. Um, what beautiful animals you have here on the site. Check out the website, Bobby, B-O-B-B-I-A-N-D, thestrays.org, and know it is not a doo-wop band, or maybe it should be. Ron, Valerie, come off the mute. Join me back in the room. Let's get this conversation going. Val, did you see the pictures of uh, of the cats and dogs on this site? So I am obsessed with their site. I love how it starts off with a slow-mo video, a dog catching a treat. I'm obsessed with slow-mo videos myself. I try to capture my animals at least, you know, once a week doing something, whether it's barking or meow. The meow. Oh, I, I got to interrupt you. I thought and, I didn't realize those are slow-mo videos. I thought you just had yeah. very like relaxed, slow animals in your house. Yeah, no. So <laughs> definitely not relaxed. No, but um, you know what I really have to say that I see as being very different. And I think every rescue puts their own personal touches, you know, onto things. But I want to delve into what Ron is heavily involved with um, and, and talk about the programs that are relevant to spreading compassion and anti-bullying and et cetera. So Ron, let's talk about what specifically you do, you know, with the rescue. Uh, (laughs) A long list. Um, (laughs) So I'm there um, about three and a half years now. Okay. I started there in December 18, um, early December, took a cat home, by Christmas Eve, <laughs> immediately. I'm a big cat person. Uh, two of them are roaming around here somewhere. Um, long list of cats in this house. Um, <laughs> and just grew with the, grew with Bobby and the strays, grew with the company. And what 
Tommy had said before uh, was very relevant in working with other people who have the same compassion, the same devotion uh, to animals, to dogs, to cats, and making sure that they get every possible, you know, uh, everything, all the rehabilitation, all the medication, uh, everything we need to do to socialize them, uh, if that is necessary, and move them into, you know, the forever home, into adoption. So that goes on 24 seven. Um, I'm there all sorts of hours. Uh, I do a lot. I mean, do everything like cleaning cat cages, changing litter. I do all of that. I do a lot of the repairs as well. And then I'm out in the field, if you want to call it that. For example, we were talking about anti-bullying. So mm -hmm. about a month ago, uh, I had taken uh, a couple of dogs over to a school, uh, elementary school in East New York, Brooklyn. And uh, that's my old neighborhood because my school was in East New York where I worked for 36 years. You were a principal, uh, right, Ron? You were yeah, principal, was principal in that Yeah, middle school in East New York, yes. And went there and we had a whole anti-bullying campaign. And we talked about uh, how dogs you know, could be abused and what people can do to animals, both dogs and cats. And then we segued that into anti-bullying for what goes on in schools, what goes on with kids, what goes on with teenagers, even adults in, in, in bullying. So that's something very large and, and upfront in what Bobby does with, um, you know, with educating in, in the schools and communities. Um, I had a I'm going to a number of events uh, coming up this month in May, a lot of them dealing with schools, with the Girl Scouts as well. Uh, we do a lot of community outreach. We do a lot of adoption uh, fundraisers as well. All of that is happening. But the educational part of the program is a big part of what, you know, what we do with, uh, uh, with adoptions. That's so great. And, you know, I read something on the website. It said something along the line. I'm paraphrasing here, but it said something like, you know, what better way to teach compassion right. than by bringing in adoptable animals and describing, you know, their challenges and their plight and really using something that's so sweet and so innocent, just like a child, you know, exactly. to convey that message so that they can empathize and say, you know what, I don't want to be that mean, hurtful person. I, I'd rather be the person who helps or, you know, exactly. um, makes a difference. Right. And I, Look, whatever, whatever the program is, I'm all for, you know, the anti-bullying campaigns. Um, I remember there was a young girl in Long Beach. She was in the news and going back now over 10 years, but uh, she had was being bullied and it was a big um, story in Newsday. And as local professionals, we got, we rallied around this young lady and we held an event for her and we made these uh, DBAB like wristbands, don't be a bully. Right, and right. she just felt so accepted, you mm -hmm. know, so I, I anyway, I'm all for it. Um, and you also have, can we talk about the uh, the reading program, the reading? Oh, the book. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, those for a little, you know, for young, uh, young kids, I forget the ages, they do that out in uh, Freeport. Uh, I'm not that that uh, involved in it because I do all my work in Glendale. I don't mm -hmm. get out to Freeport that that often. I take some mm -hmm. dogs out there for vet care and getting their shots or if Bobby's yeah. having a fundraiser. But most of my work is done here in, in Glendale. But I think it's ages. It takes place on Saturdays uh, from three to four and four to five. Uh, and it's... Um, Young kids, it could be under 16, you bring a parent, older, older than that, you could be on your own. And they actually read, you know, read books to cats. Yep. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's great. I haven't seen it in person. Okay. Uh, I can tell you, I've, read, I've done it in my own school with kids and it's uh, read alouds are absolutely enthralling and they're great. I need they to work. make a confession. Okay, <laughs> actually, I think I've confessed this already, but I don't really care. I read to my cats. I'm, I'm, I'm an avid reader. And the truth is that it's kind of hard to find a little space and a little time on your own, so to speak. Like if I try to read in the bedroom or the living room, my dog is going to want to jump up on the couch. He's going to want attention. He's going to want belly rubs and that's fine. But to carve out some space, like, let's say I have a, a murder mystery book I want to read. It doesn't matter what the subject is. I will sit in the cat room read out loud and they sit there it's like story time for them and i right. think they like it i really do I, so as an adult you know there's no shame in my game 
I'll read articles online out loud. I'll read whatever book I'm reading. And I'm telling you, they are into it. <laughs> well, why not? You know what? They're, they they love you. They're hearing your voice, right? Yeah. And maybe yeah. depending on the type of book, I mean, you know, when I read to my kids, you know, you do voices and whatnot, you know, depending on, I, I don't know if you're reading a murder mystery, if you're doing the, the voice of the killer or whatever, but like maybe that would scare the cats, but they're hearing your voice, right? Like the, they're hearing the, the voice of the person that cares for them. And I, I love any type of angle where an angle sounds like a negative, it's got a negative connotation, but I don't mean it that way. I like any like strategy where you utilize something that people connect with, like the animals, and you teach them a lesson. And especially with kids, kids are super smart, but like maybe they don't even realize that you're trying to teach them the lesson about not bullying and being compassionate. And, and you know, to your murder mystery, Val, you know, um, criminals, like serious, like criminals who do like serial, like uh, killers and stuff, they hurt animals as children. They did crappy things. They did, they, again, I, I haven't read all those books, but like it's a it, there's a streak there but there's a streak that can be ch ch changed and every single right? serial killer started off with torturing and killing animals every single one on there record. It is. Mm -hmm. well there it is yeah so so it's it's that and um i want there's a couple things i got to say right here because i can't help myself when it comes to connecting specifically nonprofits, ron so the organization i was talking about joe salamone will be on my show philanthropy and focus it's the long island coalition against bullying lycab probably a cool introduction for you guys to discuss collaboration so we'll talk about that the other thing is and i saw my friends from the book fairies last night the book fairies is in freeport okay and they've given away 3.4 million books uh, they have an incredible, incredibly special program, but I'm thinking there might be some collaboration. And you know what? It wouldn't surprise me that they're already collaborating with Bobby and the Strays down there in Freeport. But if not, you know, you can hook us up with the team down there uh, in Freeport. We'll make those connections because that's kind of we're building a community here. We're building a passionate community and not just building it. Val, we're nurturing community that exists already. Right. And we're bringing these people together. So we are we're going to in another minute, we're going to go to a break. But Val, I'm sure you have more questions for Ron. Oh my God, I have so many questions. Um, you know, so as a business person, uh, I think that a lot of places are always looking for unique and distinguishable ways to advertise and market themselves. And uh, another thing that caught my attention, I thought it was super creative, is uh, you can sponsor a cage. Right. Uh, you can sponsor a cage at Bobby and the Strays. Can you talk a little bit about what that is, Ron, what they get, how much it costs? Um, it's all on the website, but when you sponsor okay. and they, Bobby sets the uh, price for the sponsoring and your name is put on the cage, uh, in mm -hmm. our shelter. And we've had many of them sponsored by X, Y, and Z. It's mm -hmm. very similar that when you ride along the highway, adopt the highway, oh, yeah. uh, you see uh, companies that do that. You know, it's very similar to what we do there. So someone will donate X amount of money, X amount of dollars, and they will sponsor the cage for this particular animal, whether it be a dog or a cat. And it'll be up there for however long the sponsor wants to, you know, continue that particular program. And I love that so much because basically that is one of the premises of our show and how we started. We want to also, in addition to, to people boots on the ground, doing great things for animals, we're highlighting people in business. Uh, they, they, don't, they don't have to be a pet professional. Uh, you know, we've had on a lawyer who fosters tons of cats. We've had on a pizzeria owner who I met at an anti-puppy mill protest. And we want to support these people in business because like, because we're like-minded and because they're doing great things for the animals. So why not? You know, if I'm going to buy a piece of jewelry, why don't I go to the jeweler who I saw hit the logo on the cage where they're supporting Bobby and the strays and their animals. Right. Why not? No, no doubt. That's, the, that's it. That, sorry, Ron, but that, that's okay. what we're doing here. That's, that's the premise of the show. When we go to break, I want to, I'm going to share the website again, but I want you to, if you are interested, and I'll share this on Facebook, Iris Berrios is who you want to talk to about the sponsor cage program. I'll share that page of the website for y'all on, on the Facebook. And for those of you listening in, tuning in, just go to Bobby and the strays.org slash sponsor a cage. I'll share that now. Let's go to a quick break. We'll be back with Ron and Val.
Pals. Howdy, I'm Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. This is your Professors and Adam Lovers show, but, but during a break there, I was just sharing the website again. Um, if you are interested, there's a whole bunch. There's like um, co- construction companies that are supporting the, your organization, Ron. There's jewelers. Uh, there's real estate professionals that are sharing. I, I see that. And uh, really special. If I, And Iris Berrios, Iris at BobbyCares, B-O-B-B-I-Cares.org, or you can reach at the phone number 347-262-8500. Six three. If you want your logo on one of the cages of these beautiful animals, that's how you can do it. Very cool, Val. Mm. We're back. We are. I love our song. By the way, I always think it's the song of compassion. I know that's not what it's called, but I love it. Anyway, speaking of compassion, um, I did not know him. I don't know if you knew him, Ron, but I knew of him. And again, uh, I mentioned earlier that one of the things I love that you guys do is you have a page on your website that honors uh, either people who were involved with your organization and who passed uh, and or animals that I guess passed and came from bobbing the strays or what have you, the the memoriam page. I think that is so special. And specifically, there was a volunteer who passed away, I believe around a year ago, his name uh, is Dennis Kanyuk? I didn't know him personally. Okay. He was from Freeport. Okay. So all I can tell you is that I, I have I have heard of him in the past, just being you know like a dog whisperer and like the heart and soul of that location and how he just worked with every dog. He didn't have favorites. He he didn't discriminate and he was very active. Heart of gold. Everyone loved him. And it, it, even though I didn't know him, it gets to me because I just, the outpouring when he, when this man passed was tremendous. So when I was just checking your site out and everything, when I saw that page and I saw his, his face and name, it really warms my heart. And I think what you guys are doing is so special. I, I love it so much. I can't even tip my hat enough, you know, but, um, I'm curious to know, like what, uh, so there's, there's so many rescues out there. Right. What drew you specifically to Bobby and the Strays? And like, what's your favorite couple of moments to point to, if you will? Um, 
after I left my principalship and I continued to work for another 12, 13 years in education, uh, I decided to just stop everything. And then uh, just that's very simple. A neighbor told me that there's an animal shelter nearby that was looking for volunteers. Mm -hmm. And I went over, made an application, and I'm a big animal lover to begin with. And we've had cats for a very, very long time. And, and just that's it. I started there and, uh, you know, started walking dogs, working with dogs, moved over to cats and uh, then, you know, did a number of rescues uh, mm -hmm. myself. Uh, someone had left uh, a cat in a cage along Cooper Avenue in the hot summer last last summer. Just oh. left the cat there. Um, some girls mm -hmm. knocked on the door. I was there, uh, locked the shelter, went over, took the cat uh, and made one right, you know, went to the vet with him and Thankfully, the cat was okay. Mm. Um, within, I would say, maybe within six weeks, the cat was adopted. A great cat, just terrific. But Wonderful. you know, these rescues are—it's um, uh, so hard. Uh, you feel it inside of you how someone could do something like that and just yeah. leave an animal like that. And animals that are abused. You were talking about adopt uh, about bullying before. And there are many animals that have been abused. And, you know, I, I know of one or two personally that I've worked with at the shelter. And with one of them, it took me a, an entire year for mm -hmm. that animal, that dog, to trust me that I mm -hmm. could leash him and walk him and rub his belly uh, mm -hmm. without being bitten. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm working with another one right now. And it's the compassion and the love that you show the same way you need to do, as you explained, in the anti-bullying. And the mm -hmm. compassion and hope and respect you show to the dog, because you have to show respect to this dog or else he will never or she will never come out of what was wrong to begin with. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it happens. I'm, uh, I'm an advocate for that. And I, I know it works because I've done it. Uh, and uh, we have a dog right now who when I just I walk into the shelter. The dog is wild when he sees me, just mm -hmm. can't wait to jump all over me. Mm -hmm. And a year ago. Uh, you know, I was bitten by by the dog, but right now, all all in the, all, most of the day, my hand is in his mouth, just uh, I'm playing with him. Because exactly what you said before about uh, anti building, if you show respect and love and know that this person is not going to abuse you in any way, shape, or form, it'll come back to you. So right. it's uh, it's 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 very heartwarming, uh, and it's. One of the reasons I'm there and I don't see, you know, any end, you know, to it for me anyway. It's where I, I love to be there. I love working with right. the animals that's and the people. That belong. And thank God for people like you, because that's what that's what the animals need. They need the more people, people we work who... with, volunteers and staff that, you know, they have the same yeah. and the same love mm -hmm. uh, and you, you see it. When when you're there, you know, you see how they work with them, just like, you know, their own children. Uh, yeah. it's, it's it's really heartwarming and it, it's really, really good to see. And it is there's something magical about that moment when it shifts. Right. I mm -hmm. mean, for my one of my cats, Puffy, well, both of my cats are rescued from my backyard, but my other cat, uh, Puffy, uh, had an ear tip and she just showed up one day and I, I feel like she got the memo because if you've ever fed cats outside, it starts with one and then and then there's a line one day, right? There's right. they're all waiting for food. But um, you know, Puffy was very special to me. I just fell in love with her and it took, I mean, I named all the ferals that I used to feed, but she just I noticed uh she would come a little bit closer each time I would stand, you know, near the food, not right on top of it. But at first she would wait until I would go back inside and she didn't trust anybody, you know, and then eventually she got used to me standing outside and she would eat. And then eventually she would turn her back to me. So she, I knew she felt safe and she would sometimes roll over and expose her belly. Well, it took me a year, right. same thing to be able to pet her. And then she started purring and then she started swirling around my feet. And then there was a big blizzard and I got her to come into the house and that was it. I was like, you know what? You're not going to be an outdoor cat anymore. And now she's the biggest mush in the world. She comes when she's called, <laughs> she jumps onto my lap. And, but that moment, that moment where you realize that they trust you specifically you, 
not not anyone else can just walk up to this animal and pet her. In fact, right, right. my exactly. house, she won't exactly. right. You won't even know that she's here. But it is magical because yeah. you know that you've put in the time and it was worth it. Oh, and you, and they've let their guard down around you because you are trustworthy. It's magical. Yeah. I, I, you're right. The right word, magical. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's amazing. Um just uh, on wanted to, to mention that uh, along with what you mentioned before and what I mentioned about what the work we do, um, we do a lot. We have a lot of campaigns coming up and we do, that's that's happening very soon. Uh, mm -hmm. Like this Sunday, we're going to be in Jackson Heights uh, mm -hmm. at a the garden school, uh, which is also a farmer's market. And we're going to bring our dogs there as an adoption uh, event. Uh, we're doing mm -hmm. that. And so we have a number of, we could do a big dog walk in um, in Freeport in May on the Nautical Mile, uh, a, a walk, not a dog walk, just a walk, a fundraiser. But then we do our big dog walks at the beginning of June. And we do one in Glendale and we do one in uh, in Freeport. And those are, are phenomenal. They're really great. My, the last dog I walked with, the one I was, so we walked six miles through Forest Park, uh, he and I, and, uh, you know, he's still... He's still my my favorite there. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna do that again. We're gonna do that again. He's and the one. That, and and all of this information is up on the website. It's right? on the website, yeah. And okay. uh, they're putting up the new stuff uh, as as we speak. Okay. Uh, or, and these you are all, had, all fundraisers. You you guys were also part of that fundraiser last week, right? With uh, in what Garvey's Point. Weren't you guys there with uh, just this past weekend, Garvey's Point, or no? Was it no? no? Okay, sorry. I, I saw. I I know that's not too far from me. I think Regina and her folks were up that way. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I got it. We I got were, it. We were at the auto show. Uh, we took our oh, dogs okay. to the auto show at the Javits Center because Subaru. Really? Yeah, Subaru is a very a big sponsor of animal rescue and adoption, yes. and then and they create a big pen, and they have a different shelter come each day. Uh, or maybe sometimes twice a day. And we had an ele uh, I don't know, 11 to three o'clock and we brought our dogs there. Uh, they did a great job and we got a lot of people coming in and, you know, seeing the dogs, playing with the dogs, petting them, uh, filling out adoption <laughs> applications. Uh, but it was a great, great time there. I'm great, grateful what Subaru does for that. Yeah, no, I know. Subaru is fantastic. And we bought a Subaru because of, because their, of that. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have it anymore, but there was a point in time where we have. But let me ask you this question. So, um, sorry, I've got a cat hair floating around. Um, <laughs> um, there are so many local, you know, businesses um, and people who would probably do more if they maybe knew how to do more, making it easy on them, right? We talk about reducing friction. Um, like, what are you guys currently seeking? Are, are Is there an outreach program to local businesses to educate them about, like, sponsoring a cage or maybe hosting an event or maybe even uh, having a give back percentage for, like, one month or something? Or um, That that really falls under Iris's and Bobby's purview. Okay. Uh, it's really not something I'm really deeply, you know, involved in, in that okay. part of it. Um, I know there's been sponsorships. I've met people. I've met law, uh, law organizations that have worked with us and have donated to us. Uh, mm -hmm. But that would be more in their realm than it would be in mine. Okay. And speaking of laws, um, so legally or, or uh, yeah, legislatively, um, is there any particular laws? I know you mentioned that cat that you had found, um, you know, just basically outside on a curb, trapped yeah. in a cage. Uh, is there anything legally that's on your radar that you'd like to see changed or even introduced as a law? Uh, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> probably, probably a lot. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, I know right now, I just read in the paper this morning that they're working on, I know it could be trivial, but um, the uh, the poop law that they're, they're going to send a troop of whoever uh, out there, I don't know, be police, but a whole troop of people out there to make sure that uh, pet owners are picking up poop from their from their dogs. It's So that's starting uh, sort of all over yeah, again. You know, Ron, Ron, you know, I mean, like, not to be silly, but that's a lot of what I do here. But if, you know, the new mayor, mayor, if you're thinking of a name for that group of people that will go out, we can call them the poop troop, if you'd like, because <laughs> I just do it. I mean, Val, I have to, Val, I can't help myself. We got to leave it right here, folks. We got to go to a quick break. <laughs> and I need a break from silly jokes. 
This is pals. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Adivissimo is here from Bobby and the Strays. And Ron, I have, if I have one rule on the show, the one rule is that if any animal um, person, character shows up on the show, they must introduce themselves. So you had somebody <laughs> dancing while we were coming back from break. Who is that? And can you bring that, that little critter back here? Come in. <laughs> That's my, my um, last rescue. Um, this little critter as you called her uh was um a half a pound sitting on a speed bump in bayside a friend alerted me to it brought it to me the following morning thinking she could go to the shelter but she was uh she was a wreck medically and i brought her immediately to to my vet she had an umbilical infection she was only eight ounces uh and we treated her week by week by week at the vet uh, until we got her back to, you know, good health. Uh, and um, we did it. And uh, she's now mine permanently. Uh, her name is Manny. And uh, she's now almost two years old as August. Uh, and uh, my she's other beautiful. cat. Excuse me? She's beautiful. Yeah, she's, but we have my, both of mine are tuxes. So my big one is a tux. And this little one now is a tux. But she's a lunatic. So. <laughs> I know why her mother abandoned her. Oh. <laughs> Mine's a terrorist. So out, out, you yeah. know, but but she's she's adorable and uh, provides a lot of happiness for us, and uh, she's just great. And I'm glad that it happened that someone saw this eight ounce furry thing sitting on a speed bump and didn't do uh, anything but call someone who had a cat and then called me and took it from there. So, I'll tell you something, and I know you know this already, Ron, but there are the most incredible people involved in rescue. And I just, I love them. I, I It's so hard. Like I fostered one cat that I found sick and really on death's door in the middle of my old block. And I fostered her and she, she gained weight back and we got her into a home. It was one of the hardest days of my life to give her up. Right. But I was on, uh, I was online two nights ago and I saw a local rescuer. She's out on Long Island and she normally rescues cats. And she happened to see a possum dead uh, in the middle of the road, but there was movement in her stomach. So she pulled over, she went over to it and she saw that there was some babies that were alive. So she grabbed like whatever's in her car. These rescuers always have stuff in their cars. 
she grabbed a, a wee wee pad that she had, scooped up the, this dead possum mother, brought it to the vet, and three of the babies were alive. Oh. So, I mean, I, I see these things happening and, you know, you hear these stories and they're people we know, and it is, these yep. are the most selfless, they are giving, they, they'll go into their own wallet, you know, to help these beautiful, innocent animals. And honestly, I just, I just thank everyone who's in this world. And one thing I did come up with, I wanted to mention, um, is that Mother's Day is around the corner. It doesn't have to be Mother's Day, it could be someone's birthday. But I really want to encourage people to think outside of the box. So if you have a friend or someone in your family that uh, maybe they're just a, a, a fur mom, you know, like they don't have human children, or even if they do, you want to give them a gift. Perhaps you're the spouse, perhaps you're the adult child, whatever. Why not make a donation in their name to a rescue or support a business right. that supports animal rescue and, and animal causes? Um, there's so many things you can do. You can buy a piece of merchandise, you know, who doesn't love a hoodie with like a rescue on it or a hat or a coffee mug or a candle from dog on candles that supports animal rescue. I'm just saying like, we have a lot, we have a lot of, you know, hats and, and all sorts of clothing we have, you know, that you could buy and, and of course donate to Bobbing the Strays. We just did that for Valentine's day and you could sponsor on a page, Mm -hmm. a heart, uh, of your dog and your cat. And I did it for one of my cats who passed uh, a while uh-huh. back. And so she's up there, my pride and joy. She's uh-huh. up there. She was a cat that a student brought into school and obviously couldn't keep the cat and I uh-huh. couldn't keep it in school. So I took it home wow. and it, it stayed with me for 17 years. Uh, wow. And uh, But she was my just it's hard to talk about her because she was like that's a that's a long i mean 17 i know you don't want to talk about too much but 17 years a long time right yeah i had another i had my last my last one before this one was 17 years on my backyard two of them born in my backyard Mm -hmm. uh litter and uh two brothers and lasted one of them lasted 17 years Probably. that's a good run. That's a long time. Yeah, no, it it really is. And, um, but people really need to go on our website and, and, uh, look at the events that are all fundraisers, uh, and anyone out there who is interested, especially on, in the Freeport area is interested in volunteering. Freeport is a very large shelter, as I mentioned before, 80 plus animals at times, and they really could use, uh, animal lovers, volunteers to go there even if it's a few hours uh, over the week it doesn't have to be five days it could be one day for two hours two days an hour each day whatever walk dogs clean cages do some laundry this type of thing that's all needed uh Mm -hmm. there uh so if you are interested and love animals on our website you'll see volunteer there's an application send it in uh especially again in the in the freeport area that would be and i also want to emphasize yeah. And you know what? A lot of times people are like, they, they're thinking about it. It might be on their radar. Oh, I've been meaning to check right, out right, something. I've been right, meaning to volunteer, right. been meaning, <laughs> meaning to foster, you know, just remember, like, there's no time like today for these animals in need. And right. even if you can give a little, you know, that's a little more than what they had. And it means a lot. Because we're a non-for-profit to begin with. Uh, and so donations are a big part and philanthropy is a big part of what we do and what we need. Mm-hmm. And you know, every day we get calls and people are dropping off blankets and pillowcases and sheets and, of course, dog food and cat food. And, you know, we get calls all the time, but, but it's always needed because mm-hmm. we don't have, you know, we're not for profit. So we, we count on people with donations and philanthropy and donating. Uh, a lot of people, sometimes their pet passes away and then, you know, they will bring us, you know, what, what remains of food or a bed or anything that was belonging oh, to boys. Oh, yeah, things yeah. like that. So uh, again, you know, Freeport is the largest shelter that where everything mostly is needed. You know, we're a smaller shelter, but still, you know, we need a lot of those items. And uh, medic- you know, medication is, is, is a major, major uh, issue because it just costs a lot of money. Uh, you know, we have dogs and cats that need all the medical help. Uh, and, you know, Bobby from day one, you know, never, never refused any animal that needed medical help. And, you know, we have two vets that we work with. And at times, if those vets are uh, just totally full because they handle community people, you know, as well, not just shelters. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I or, or a colleague of mine, we will just take it upon our own to bring the dog or cat to our own vet. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've done that a number of times. A colleague has done that, you know, when, when it, it needs immediate attention. Uh, you know, we, we just, and I know I won't wait for an appointment a week later. I'll want it done, you know, immediately because the right. cat and the, you know, and the dog deserves that. Uh, and should not wait just as people, you know, right. wanting the medical attention as soon as possible. So we're very, very focused on making sure they get everything they need. When our cats uh, go out for adoption, you know, they're all the medical is taken care of. They're all microchip dog and cat. Um, so it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, again, I say a very specific adoption process uh, that is not only healthy for the animal, but also healthy for the people who are adopting. Well, so guys, uh, I know we're coming to a close shortly, but I just want to emphasize, you know, if you're looking for a creative gift for, you know, your mom, her mom, right. uh, hint, hint, Barry Heffron, my husband, um, you know, I, I think a lot of fur moms would love a, a piece of merchandise or even a, just a straight up donation in my name to Bob and Strays. Right. <laughs> Come and sponsor a cage. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I, I got I, one of my sons is as we talk about him sometimes on the show is so committed to the animals, specifically the dogs. So we got to get him out to Freeport, which is not far from uh, my attic where I hail from. So uh, listen, this is this show. We do this every single week. It's called the Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. We do three things. We learn, we educate, and we advocate. Not always in that order. Sometimes it's in different orders, but that's what we're here to do. Ron, thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing your story about the organization. We appreciate you. Valerie, thanks for being such a visionary and for my mentor in things animal advocacy. And thank you all for checking in. And you can always check us out here at talkradio.nyc for the live stream. You check us out on Facebook, Talking Alternative Broadcasting. Uh, and then we go to wherever your podcasts are for you, wherever you're checking out the podcast. So I want to leave you with this. Greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. And that's from Gandhi. Make it a Amen. great day, everybody. Yay, Gandhi! Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Thank you again. <laughs> <laughs> it means very active. I think that should be my name. <laughs>do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. On edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us.
new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 